Welcome to Primordial Path. My name is Casey and I'm your guide on this podcast, which is dedicated to exploring ancient meditation and healing practices. We'll examine them through an accessible modern lens and discover how they can profoundly impact your life, your body, your mind, your soul, your energy. So stay tuned. Here we go. Welcome back. Today, we are talking about one of my most favorite topics, chakras, nadis, and the psychic passages. And the reason why this is one of my favorite topics is because once you have an understanding of how the chakra system and the nadis work, you begin to maximize them in your daily practices. So not just in meditation, but yoga and everyday life. You can begin to recognize areas that are out of alignment and consider ways to bring them back into functioning. When our chakras and nadis are in flow, we can begin to open up ourselves to our psychic gifts and increase our potential for this side of the esoteric. Now, most people can't see the psychic realm of existence, let alone contemplate or describe it or even accept it. Many people in the regular world consider it woo-woo or witchy or simply nonsense made up to scam people. I'm sure you know people like this. Now, this makes it a very confusing topic for the average person. Happily though, scientists around the world are making constant progress in their research on the subtle realms. And as a result, in the not too distant future, psychic matters will be an important part of everyone's knowledge. One of the main ideas behind the yoga system is that the universe exists on many different levels at the same time. Every object or being on the physical plane has a counterpart on the more subtle planes and life and activity there are very similar to what happens in the solid physical world. It's believed that psychic matter is made up of particles that are smaller than protons, electrons, and neurons, and then it moves at a rate faster than the speed of light. You can also believe that there are planes that are more subtle than the psychic, but they can't be described using the language of, of physics right now. The mental and causal planes are the most well-known of these higher planes and a person can only experience these planes whilst meditating. And before he or she goes beyond all existence and enters samadhi or enlightenment. Now, the psychic realm of existence is a level of existence right above the physical level. It has a lot in common with the physical world. And most people naturally experience things that happen on the psychic plane from time to time. This usually happens when a person is asleep, pass out, or they get a very strong physical or emotional shock. The spontaneous viewing of psychic events can also happen when people take drugs. Intuition, spiritual experiences, and visions all come from a spontaneous psychic awakening. Now this brings us to Kundalini Yoga, which is based on the teachings of ancient tantric scriptures and is made up of many techniques that are meant to help the practitioner awaken their psychic abilities in a controlled way. Serious yoga practitioners don't think of psychic awakening as a goal to their regular practice, as it's more of an added bonus. However, it is an important level that most yogis experience. Many kundalini yoga practices require the aspirant to see things happening on the psychic plane. Most of the time to do these kriyas or sequence practices, you have to see your own chakras and the flow of subtle energy through the nadis that connect them. 
Now, not everyone can see these psychic things when they want to. So the practices of Kundalini Yoga allow the practitioner's awareness to follow or imagine a group of specific physical centers and passages that are linked to the real psychic centers and can set them off. There are a lot of psychic centers or chakras. For our purposes, though, we'll discuss the most common chakras. The first eight are the major chakras along the Shashumna Nadi, and the last three are trigger points that are used to stimulate the chakras, so 11 in total. In the descriptions that follow, we'll mention how the chakras show up in the psychic body, along with mantras, animals, and feelings that are connected to them. We'll also talk about the places on the body that act as trigger points for the chakra and where your attention needs to be in order to activate these chakra centers. So let's go through the different psychic centers in a person's psychic body and the energy passages in the physical body that are used to awaken the psychic centers themselves. Muladhara. Muladhara chakra is the lowest of the main chakras. It's also called the root center. It's related to the earth element in nature and is where kundalini shakti or sexual spiritual energy is stored in people. Muladhara is thought of as deep red lotus flower with four petals. On the petals are written in black the Sanskrit letters Vam, Sham, Sham and Sam. In the middle of the lotus is a triangle with three equal sides that points downwards. Inside the triangle is a smoky-colored Shiva Lingam, which is surrounded by a golden snake with three and a half coils. The god, Brahma, who made the world, and the goddess, Dakini, who is in charge of the skin element in the body, are in charge of the Muladhara Chakra, the root chakra. The chakra's Bija, which is the seed mantra, is Lam. The animal is an elephant, which represents the unity of the earth. The most important thing about the Muladhara Chakra is that it is where the primal energy is stored. This is represented by a coiled serpent that, at the time of spiritual awakening, unwinds and moves up through all the chakras via the Shashumna Nadi. The physical location that activates the Muladhara Chakra in men and women is different. This point is at the perineum in men, which is right between the genitals and the anus, and Muladhara in the women is located at the back of the woman's cervix where the uterus and vagina meet. Svaristana is the second chakra. The word Svaristana means one's own home in English. It's also known as the sacral chakra. And it's connected to the unconscious mind, the storehouse of the collective consciousness. It's where all samskaras, which are scars both physical and mental, and distant genetic memories are stored. It is the center of our most basic and deeply rooted instincts, the animal drives that cause us so much pain and confusion in the modern world. Svadhisthana Chakra is seen as a red lotus with six petals that have the Sanskrit words Bam, Bam, Mam, Yam, Ram and Lam written on them. In the middle of the lotus is a white crescent moon and the Bija Mantra Vam for the chakra which is written in black. Lord Vishnu, who keeps the whole universe going, and the goddess Rakiti, who is in charge of the blood element, watch over Svaristana. This chakra makes you feel sleepy, and it's connected to the body's organs of reproduction and waste removal. The pubic bone, also called the coccyx, is where the Svaristana point is. Most of the time, it is thought of as being in a column, but in some practices, it can also be felt at the pubic bone in the front of the body. It's also sometimes commonly viewed as the orange chakra. The third chakra is Manipura, which means city of jewels in Sanskrit. 
and this chakra is the center of heat or the fire pit. It has to do with vitality and energy and the ram, a fierce and aggressive animal, is a symbol of it. Manipura is also commonly known as the solar plexus chakra in the west. Rudra, the god of Manipura, is the destroyer or eater of the universe. Lakini, the goddess of Manipura, is in charge of the element of flesh. The Manipura chakra is pictured as a bright yellow lotus with ten petals that have the Sanskrit words dam, dam, nam, tam, tam, dam, dam, nam, fam, pam, and fam written on them. Inside the lotus is an upside down red triangle with the word ram. The physical point used for the Manipura meditation is at the level of the belly button. So most of the time it feels like it's in the middle of the spine, but in rare cases it can also be felt at the front of the body at the navel. Anahata, which is the fourth chakra, is located at the heart space. The word Anahata means not stuck in English. This chakra is where psychic sounds that you hear when you meditate come from. These sounds are called unstuck because they don't come from physical fr friction. So this is the heart chakra. It is the center of love, harmony, compassion, and peace. And Ahata is the source of all feelings and the place where love for God and creation and universe and for people can be divine. The Anahata Chakra is seen as a blue lotus with the Sanskrit words Kam, 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 Cham, Nam, Cham, Cham, Jam, Jam, Nam, Tam, and Tham written on each petal. In the middle of the lotus are two intertwined triangles that form the Star of David. And inside the Star of David is the Bija Mantra, Yam. Anahata is represented by a swift black antelope and Isha, the lord in all-encompassing form, and Kakini, the goddess in charge of the fat element of the body, are the gods who rule over it. In the West, we tend to use the green um, color to symbolize Anahata Chakra. People believe that the Anahata Chakra is at the level of the heart, just behind the breastbone, and it can be thought of as being in the spine and in the front of the chest. Vishuddhi Chakra is known as the center of purification. It's known as the nectar and the poison center. In the West, we call, we call this the throat chakra. It's seen as a violet lotus with 16 petals that have the mantras am, am, im, im, um, um, rim, rim, larim, 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 am, im, om, om, am, nf, ah, written on them. Now, don't worry. We'll actually have a transcript of this available on the website. So if you want further information and clarification on all of the mantras that are on each of the chakras, we'll have a nice little diagram on there that you can look at. So in the middle of this lotus is a white circle on which is written the Bija Mantra, Ham. The elephant, which stands for ether, is the animal of this chakra. Ardhanarishwara which is Lord Shiva and Parvati in one body, is the god who rules over it. Sakini is the goddess who rules over the bones. Vishuddhi is thought of as being in the throat, near the Adam's apple, and centered on the spinal column. This chakra feels like cold. Sweet drops of nectar are falling into it from above, making the person feel like they're drunk on happiness. Arjuna chakra. This chakra is called the command center or the third eye chakra. 
It's the place in the psychic body where information from the outside world comes in. During advanced practices, the guru guides the aspirant by giving him instructions through this center. It is the well-known eye of intuition through which a physically awakened person can see everything happening on both the physical and spiritual planes. This chakra is shown as a silver blue lotus with two petals that have the words ham and kasham written on them. In the middle of the lotus is a bright yellow bija mantra om with three red lines going from the top to bottom and a white crescent moon near the top. Param Shiva, who is the formless consciousness, is the god of Ajna. Hakini, who controls the subtle mind, is the goddess of Ajna. Ajna can be seen in the physical body right behind the middle of the eyebrows, at the top of the spinal column. It makes you feel like you're floating around with any sense of time or space. This is concerned with inner vision, intuition and wisdom, and it holds your dreams for this life and recollections for other lifetimes. Bindu. Now, Bindu is the moon chakra. So this is where the psychic sounds can be heard of by those who are ready to hear them. It's not a common chakra that you would find on most chakra charts if you're looking them up on the internet, but it's one that we will refer to over and over again during our meditation sessions. And we'll talk more about this in, in further podcast episodes. It looks like a small crescent moon. It's thought to be the most important place for kundalini yoga practices and meditation. Bindu chakra has a physical trigger point at the back top corner of the head where the Brahmins usually let our long tuft of hair grow. Think of the Hare Krishnas and the tuft of hair they have at the back of their head. Then we move on to Sahasraha, which is the highest of the psychic centers. This represents a place where the psychic and spiritual worlds meet. This is the crown chakra. As Sahasraha has an infinite number of dimensions, it is said to have all of the other chakras inside of it. It's like a big dome of light where all the psychic forms live. Sahasraha is seen as a bright red lotus with a thousand or an infinite number of petals that have all the letters of the Sanskrit alphabet written on them 20 times each. In the middle, there's a bright Shiva lingam. In more Western imagery, you'll see this as a beautiful purple color sitting on the crown chakra on the top of the head. In the physical body, it starts at the top of the head and can be seen to go out in all directions as far as the inner eye can see. Quite amazing. It's often concerned, well, it's concerned with information, understanding, acceptance and bliss. It is the receiver and giver of energy. Lalana Chakra. Now, this isn't one of the main chakras, but it's very important um, in our meditation practices and again in Kundalini Yoga because it's where Amrit or Nectar comes from and falls into the Vishuddhi Chakra, the throat chakra. Its physical center of gravity is in the top of the mouth, right where the tonsils start. And we'll go through some practices in another episode to talk about how we activate this. We move on to Ramadhyaya. By itself, Brahmadhyaya is not a chakra, but it's a place where the Ajna chakra can be activated. Ajna is the third eye chakra. This point is at the eyebrow center, which is what the word Brahmadhyaya means, means eyebrow center. So simply this trigger point. Then we have the unknown point. Again, this is not a chakra, but it's a trigger point. It's in the middle of the head, right between the ears. Chirakasha, this means the space of knowledge in Sanskrit. And it's a place where psychic events can be seen. Chirakasha is seen as a completely dark room right behind the forehead 
and at the back of the room, in the middle of the bottom edge, there's a small hole through which the Shashumna Nadi flows down. Hridayask Ashka is the space of the heart which you can imagine and feel in the middle of your chest. It literally means heart. Now, whew, let's have a breath. Now we move on to the psychic path. Now we move on to the psychic pathways of the spirit and nadis. The word nadi literally means flow or current. In ancient texts, it says that a person's psychic body has 72,000 nadis, which can be seen as light currents. Now, these nadis link the subtle body's chakras and psychic centers together. From a physical sense, these nadis can be likened to nerve endings in the body. So here's an overview of the main nadis and the psychic passages. The three principal nadis of the energetic body are the Ida, Pingala, and the Shushumna. These nadis originate in the Muladhara, the root chakra, and travel up the spine. Ida and Pingala are mirror images of each other. Ida nadi is known as the left channel because it flows to the left as it leaves the root chakra and runs all the way up to the left nostril. Pingala flows to the right from the chakra and all the way up to the right nostril. Shushumna is the center channel and it travels straight up the spine through the center of all the chakras. Now, Ida and Pingala don't just go straight up from the bottom, they actually intertwine their way all the way up through Shushumna, going through some of the chakras, which we'll cover in a second. Shushumna Nadi, this is the most important Nadi in the psychic body and the most important psychic passage that can be seen in the physical body of a person. It starts at the Muladhara Chakra. From Muladhara, the Shushumna moves slightly backwards and up to the Svadhisthana Chakra. This is where Shushumna enters the spinal cord, just in front of the coccyx. From there, it goes up through the Manipura, Anahata, Vishuddhi, which are all on the spinal column. So Vishuddhi is the throat chakra. From the end of the spinal column in the lower brain where Shushumna starts, it goes straight up through Ajda, third eye, and Bindu, which is again, which remember is at the back of the head, until it reaches the center of Sahasraha, which is the crown chakra. Pingala Nadi. Now, Pingala Nadi is used as a psychic passage and begins at Muladhara and goes on the right side of the body in a half circle. It crosses the Shushumna Nadi at the Svadhisthana Chakra and then follows a similar curve on the left side until it meets up with the Shushumna Nadi again at the Manipura Chakra. In this way, it goes up first to the right Anahata and then to the left Vishuddhi and finally to the right to Ajna, where Pingala Nadi ends. So it finishes at the third eye. Pingala has rational, analytical, objective, and sometimes aggressive tendencies. In Indian medicine and philosophy, Pingala is thought to be the masculine, the fiery or the solar energy channel. It's known as Surya or Sun Nadi. On the flip side, we have Ida Nadi. The Ida Nadi, which represents mental energy, travels the length of the spinal cord, weaving in and out of the chakras in the opposite direction to Pingala. Remembering it starts on the left side and goes up that way. So it's also called the Chandra or Moon Nadi because it's connected to the lunar energy. Ida Nadi controls all mental processes as it transports prana, which is your life force, to the nervous system, which calms the mind, relaxes the body. It's associated with introversion, feminine energy, the creative side of the brain, and the left side of the body. Ida Nadi energy must be balanced by the Pingala energy, which is linear and logical. Then we have the frontal passage. Now this is thought of as going up the front of the body from the belly button to the middle of the throat. 
Then we have the windpipe passage. This is the next part of the frontal passage, which starts in the middle of the throat near the Adam's apple and goes up to the unknown point in the center of the head, which is just above the Ajna chakra, the third eye chakra, which is roughly level with the temples. A Rohan and Ara Rohan passages. Now these, these are two other passages, one's at the front, one's at the back. When there's a lot of pressure on the sides, these make an irregular circle in the body that looks a bit like an egg. The pathway of Awarohan, or descent, begins at the Bindu Chakra, again that tuft of hair at the back of the, of the, back of the head, and goes down the Shishumna Nadi, and it ends at Muladhara. The passage of Arohan, or ascent, on the other hand, starts at Muladhara, the root chakra, and moves forwards to the pubic bone and then follows the curve of the lower belly to the navel. From there, it joins the frontal passage and flows with it until, the end, until it ends in the middle of the throat. From there, it goes straight through the skull to the Bindu chakra. So, one's at the front, one's at the back. And then we have Ajna's tube which is a psychic channel that goes straight from the center of the eyebrows through Ajna Chakra to the back of the head. So think of something coming straight through the front, as though you have like an arrow going through the front of your head, through your third eye chakra, coming out the other side. The conical passages are the only ones that go outside the body. Now they both start at the same point just behind the middle of the eyebrows and go in different directions down and out. Each goes through one nostril and ends a short distance away from the body. Now, how far out these two passages go past the tip of the nose depends on the strength and the volume of a person's breath. We'll cover this further on when we talk about breathing pranayama practices. And finally, the nectar passage, which starts at the Vishuddhi chakra, the throat chakra, and goes straight up until it reaches the Lalana chakra, which is at the root of the palate up near the tonsils in the mouth. Now, I know this sounds like a lot, but once you start to use and identify these chakras, nadis, and passages, you'll be able to experience the psychic benefits that come along with them. Whew, the journey is only just the beginning. Mm -hmm.